Hey everybody, welcome to episode 242 of the Running Rogue podcast. I hope all is well with all of you. I am happily back from my COVID quarantine and feeling good so far, knock on wood. I have no residual issues, but I thank you for all the well wishes that you guys sent me. Today we're going to be talking about one specific phase of training and really breaking down the details of that. I've talked about other phases before, but haven't really drilled into this one to the extent of giving it a full episode's worth of content. So we're going to do that today. We're going to talk about the strength phase of training. As I talked about in a recent episode on periodization, we typically start with a priming phase or a base phase, some might call it, where you're really establishing that aerobic foundation and also building the neuromuscular control to really get into more rigorous work. The second phase of training typically is your aerobic strength phase. That's probably the most important phase of work that you're going to do the entire cycle because it really sets the tone for what you can accomplish in the third phase, which is the race specific phase. And then of course we finally have the taper or peaking phase at the very end. So we're going to specifically highlight and drill in on that aerobic strength phase of work. We're going to talk about what I mean when I talk about building aerobic strength. We're going to talk about the guiding principles of that phase of work. We're going to talk about the goals and the purpose of that phase of work, and then talk about some of the details of how you accomplish the most you can in the, inside that aerobic strength phase of work, which by the way, correlates for those that are racing in the fall, especially in the October, November time plane time frame. That correlates with what you should really probably already be doing now to start to ease towards your goal race for the fall. So we'll get to all of that in just a second. Before we get there, I've got to give a quick shout out to my episode sponsor and a new partner for the show. You may laugh at this, but I'm partnering with a company called Manscaped. They provide male grooming products to keep your body hair nice and trimmed. And again, you may laugh at that, but as someone who has worked for a long time to actually find products that do this well, then I'm happy to have found Manscaped. And I'll talk a little bit more about what you can get when you try Manscaped in the middle of the episode. I've also got an offer code for you. All right, let's jump into my main topic. We are talking about the aerobic strength phase of training. Again, you've got priming and base, then you go into aerobic strength. So the first question is, and I think this is an, a often, an often misunderstood term because the word strength is so often associated with muscular strength that I think it's often misunderstood what we mean when we talk about aerobic strength. So let's talk about aerobic strength. What is aerobic strength? Aerobic strength is another term for essentially what we're talking about when we talk about endurance. It's that staying power. It's your ability to hold slightly hard paces for longer and longer periods of time. There's a lot of people that have speed and yet they can't sustain that speed over the long haul because they don't have aerobic strength. They don't have that staying power, that ability to hold slightly hard paces for longer and longer periods of time. And as you can imagine, aerobic strength is absolutely critical when it comes to 10K, half marathon, or marathon distances. Your ability to efficiently sustain 
those paces for long periods of time is a product of your aerobic strength. Among other things, but a significant portion of that is aerobic strength, that staying power, that ability to hold and hold efficiently for longer and longer periods of time. When we talk about aerobic strength, I'm going to go back to the to analogy, an analogy that I've used before, which is sort of a car analogy. If you think about a car engine, your goal is to build the biggest engine that you have, that you can have as a part of your running training journey. A bigger engine is better than a small engine. Now, when it comes to making your engine, whatever size it is, the best it can be, then obviously there's fine tuning of the engine. So at the very basic level, we're doing two fundamental things when we train. One is we're building the size of our engine. And the other thing is that we're fine tuning our engine. Building the size of your engine, that's what we're doing when we're building aerobic capacity, when we're running easy, when we're really focused on improving our maximum ability to take in oxygen and pump it to our working muscles to make our body go. That's what you're doing primarily when you're building volume, when you're doing your easy running, when you're incorporating those long runs. When we get to the fine-tuning the engine part, there are different components of that. That's when we're starting to take the engine that we have and fine-tune it so that we can get the most out of it. And aerobic strength is a part of the fine-tuning process. And it kind of sits in the middle there where there's a little bit of aerobic capacity building, engine building happening while also fine-tuning the engine. And so you're fine-tuning the engine with this aerobic strength, and it's essentially what would be the equivalent to giving your engine staying power so that you're not necessarily working on top-end speed or the ability to go from 0 to 60 in a certain amount of time. What you're working on is the ability for that engine to be reliable over the long haul, over a long road trip from one side of the country to the other where you might be going at highway speeds for a long time. So that's the kind of thing that we're working on with aerobic strength building is that fine tuning of your aerobic engine so that you can maintain paces like 10K half marathon marathon pace for longer and longer periods of time. It's that ability to endure. So if you just, when you hear aerobic strength, if you just quickly turn that around and change in the word, change in for the word endurance then that's a pretty good corollary to what we're talking about when we're building aerobic strength. So this phase of work is absolutely critical. And if there was a phase of work in your training to flex, and let's say you're trying to get to a certain race date, but that race date is a little further out, then you would flex and extend the aerobic strength period before you get into that race specific period because aerobic strength as long as you're managing it, the, uh, managing it in an appropriate way is a segment or phase of training that lends itself well to sort of extending or expanding that work so you can get the most out of it. Typically, you don't want it to be more than six to eight weeks of time, but you have some flex in the aerobic strength phase versus when you're in a race-specific phase, that should be more targeted, more specific and tighter in terms of its timeline because once you get to race specific work then we're really climbing to the peak of the the training hill and trying to make sure that we peak at the right time 
so that we get what we want on race day. But aerobic strength, we're still sort of a raw ball of clay, so to speak. And you have the ability to, if you manage it right, to sort of flex that to get the most out of it. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about aerobic strength. We're talking about endurance, that ability to sustain slightly hard paces for longer and longer periods of time. And there is a magic to it. And it takes work. It takes a mental element as well because when you're in that phase where you're a little bit uncomfortable, my sometimes co-host James Dodds calls it sort of the fidgety pace or that fidgety zone where you're not quite on edge, so you don't know how you don't have anything to push against, but at the same time you're still working. And so you're kind of constantly battling those mental demons to stay on it. So this is a a tricky phase and there's that physical component as well as the mental component that makes the two things difficult to work on together. But we're going to talk about how to actually work on this so that you can optimize your work within that aerobic strength phase. So that was question one. What is aerobic strength? Question two, we're going to talk about what are the guiding principles for this phase of work. And then we'll talk about the goals and talk about the how-tos. So we'll get to all of that. First of all, I wanna give you some guiding principles for this phase of work because it's critical that you manage it in the right way because it can be easy if you get a little bit over eager to flip this phase from building aerobic strength to starting to get into race-specific work or perhaps to being a little bit too fine-tuned. And again, we're not at that point where we want to be fine-tuning things too closely. We want to really be shaping you from a big ball of clay to, you know, a, a loose outline of what the final artwork will look like. So what are those guiding principles? I've got three for you. First of all, in aerobic strength phase, effort is more important than pace. Effort is more important than pace. And we'll talk in a minute about the different effort zones that primarily make up aerobic strength, but it's important that you keep a focus on that. When I give workouts in the aerobic strength phase of work, I don't necessarily, I might give you paces to give you guidance on roughly where you should be in the workout but I want you to correlate that to an effort-based mindset so that when you get into the workout itself, even if the paces aren't perfect, you're really keen on what the effort should be and you're dialing into that versus watching and really being too specific or too focused on specific paces. Now that serves a couple of purposes. One, when we're building aerobic strength, effort is the most important element. And again, we'll talk about the different effort zones built into aerobic strength. So that is the primary focus of the phase. So that's natural that you would focus on it. But also, it gives you that flexibility around paces so that you don't get too sharp too soon. Because that's a really fine line that we have to walk as we progress through training where you go from aerobic strength phase where you're a little bit raw and you're still working on sort of big chunks of fitness versus when you get into the race specific phase and you really start to fine tune and peak and that's when pace becomes more important oftentimes 
than effort in that race specific phase. So that's the next phase of work. And when we have this mindset, it's also a signal to our body physically of where it should be in training. When you're focused on effort, then it gives you a sense and you're flexible around that. It gives you your body a sense that it doesn't need to be climbing that hill to the peak, that it can kind of hang out and just really optimize the most of the phase of work that you're in. Versus once you start getting really specific around pacing, then that's a cue to the body and to the systems of stress in your system that it's time to get in that flight or fight mode. It's time to really get primed and ready and peaked for race day. So I'm a big believer in how you treat effort versus pace being a cue to your physical body about where you need to be from a peaking standpoint. And your goal is to peak on race day. Your goal is not to peak within the aerobic strength phase. So make sure that effort is more important in your mind than pace during this phase of work. The next guiding principle is that this phase is all about control and relaxation. Control and relaxation. Certainly there'll be times when you might be a little bit on edge, but for the most part in workouts in this phase of work, you want to be in control the entire time and focusing as much as possible on being relaxed and efficient at pace. That's the part of staying power that I think people often miss is they think I have to always be on edge in order to get faster. I have to always be suffering. I have to always push the envelope in order to get faster when, as I expressed on a recent episode, when really for those of us that are long distance runners, it's actually more about being relaxed and efficient at pace for as long as possible so that you're burning as little energy as you can for as long as you can so that you have staying power in these longer races. What does that look like? It means that when you're working on some of these effort zones then you're focusing rather, in, instead of focusing on pressing the edge, you're focusing on being relaxed, smooth, efficient, trying to make that given effort or given pace feel as easy as possible versus pressing the edge and trying to make it hurt. So that is a distinct mindset shift that is really, really important in this phase of work is that it's about control and relaxation. It's not about finding your edge. That's where you optimize things in this phase of work. There's a time to find the edge. It is not in this phase of work. So that's number two. Number one, again, effort is more important than pace. Two, control and relaxation are the most important things to be focused on. And three, I want you to, when in doubt, be conservative in this phase of work. Again, your desire and ability to press sends signals to your body that it's time to go. And when you're in the race-specific phase, it's time to send those signals to your body because that's when you start to get into peak shape right before the taper so that you can go and do your best on race day. But in this phase of work, in the aerobic strength phase of work, you don't want to be sending those signals to your body. So when you have decisions to make about whether to do an extra rep in training, whether to, whether to press or not in a given interval, 
whether to do more versus less, then you want to choose the conservative path. Obviously, do all the work that's prescribed, but on the margin, when you have those questions about, well, should I do one more? Don't do one more. If you have that doubt, if you have that question, it's a sign in this phase of work to choose less. Because again, we don't want to signal to our body that it's time to go. It's time to peak. We want our body to know that you got time, that you have plenty of time. And also, of course, we want you to stay healthy in this phase of work. Because if you miss time in this phase of work, it's really difficult to get where you need to be in the race-specific phase of work. So choose the conservative path. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It shouldn't. It just means that when you finish workouts, you should be thinking, okay, I could have gone more mileage. I could have done another rep. I could have done more, but I chose not to. That's where you want to be in this phase of work versus on the edge, you know, pushing to the point of vomiting or whatever it may be that that looks like stress for you. So on the margin, when you have those doubts, choose the conservative path in this phase of work. Again, that doesn't mean it's easy. That doesn't mean you should be choosing the conservative path before you start the work. It just means that when you have those options, when you have those ranges given by your coach or by your training cycle, or when you have those questions in a workout, choose less versus more in this phase of work. And then in the next phase of work, in the race specific phase, that's when you'd flip that and start to execute no matter what or choose more within reason, of course. So those are our three guiding principles for this phase of work. Effort, more important than pace. Control and relaxation is king. And three, when in doubt, when you have those questions, choose the conservative path, the conservative approach in this phase of work so that you can stay healthy and then also make sure your body knows that you got that you have time. Okay, that's the second point. Before I get into the third point about what are our goals for this phase of work, I want to talk to you about my new partner, Manscaped. So yes, again, you may laugh at this, but hey, it's 2021. And guys, guys should be trimming their body hair, keeping things nice and tight wherever that may be on your body. And as someone who does this, I've struggled to find the right tools because you're, I typically have been using something that wasn't made specifically for the body. It was made for the face or maybe the top of the head. And so then you're just suboptimizing the task. And so what I like about Manscaped is they've made products that are specific to the task at hand. And I've been able to try their new product, what they call the lawnmower 4.0, which is specifically engineered for this very task of shaving your body hair, wherever it may be. It's got ceramic replaceable blades that are sharp and then safe. It's got an LED light that you can turn on, which I thought was silly at first, but has been amazing because it gives you that ability to see where you're going, especially in maybe a darker shower environment. It's wireless, and so it has wireless charging. So once you put it in the charger, you can pull it off, take it anywhere you might be to make sure that you can get what you need done. And then, of course, it's waterproof. So you can use it in the shower without worrying about it breaking, which is amazing. And so 
now that I find this, um, plus it's also pretty small and and easy to use and manipulate to get what you need done. And so I've been really impressed and it's sort of changed my journey with this part of my life, which I can tell you has been kind of fun and profound <laughs> at the ripe old age of 42 for me. So anyway, if you'd like to take advantage of my offer code for any of the Manscaped products, you can go to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Use the code 20ROGUE, that's 20ROGUE, all caps, in order to get 20% off and free shipping on any of their products. So there you go. Manscaped.com, use the code 20ROGUE, all caps, for 20% off and free shipping. Check it out, whether it be for yourself or maybe a man in your life. All right, let's get back to my topic. Let's talk about the goals of the aerobic strength phase of work. We've talked about what is aerobic strength. We've talked about the guiding principles of this phase of work. Let's talk about the goals. What are we trying to accomplish? What are the the main things you want to make sure you're doing in this phase? And this is, of course, related to the running part. I've got three things for you. Pretty simple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay them out up front here and then we're going to talk about the details of each but first you're of course doing aerobic strength oriented workouts and i've got more later on the how to's of that you're going to be building volume so this is a phase of work where you want to still be building volume reaching that peak volume for your training within this cycle or this phase of work and then you're going to be still be doing some sharpening work some faster high-end work with plenty of recovery in order to make sure that you don't lose that speed edge as well, but that is certainly not the focus of this training block. So those are the three goals of this phase, but let's talk about specifically each one of those for a second. When I talk about doing aerobic strength oriented workouts, and again, I'll give you more details of examples and how it might look in a second, but I want to make sure you understand what we're talking about when we're building aerobic strength. We're talking really about three potential effort zones inside that aerobic strength category of work. There's three effort zones. And at various times, you might work different ones in order to make sure that you're strong in in all of those areas. So the first effort zone is what we call aerobic threshold. Another word that I use for this and we use in our rogue vernacular is steady effort. So aerobic threshold, steady effort. Then there's tempo effort. Then there's lactate threshold effort. Those are the three effort areas that make up aerobic strength. And if you want more details on all the different aerobic zones, you can go back and listen to episode 201 where I lay this all out including the other effort zones outside of aerobic strength. But but again, you've got three effort zones, aerobic threshold, tempo, and lactate threshold. So let's quickly break down as a refresher what we're accomplishing at while running at each of those efforts. Aerobic threshold is the point where you go from running easy, where the primary thing you're accomplishing is building aerobic capacity, to building aerobic strength and particularly when the aerobic threshold kicks in that's when your body starts to produce lactic acid that you can then use it it 
it's lactic acid and then it quickly converts to lactate. Lactate is just the 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 base basically component to lactic acid and so lactic acid will quickly dissociate to a hydrogen ion plus lactate. And so once that starts to be produced, then initially your body can use it to actually either clear it out of the system or start to use it as energy to, to fuel the energy process. And so when you're working aerobic threshold, you're actually pushing down that point at which your body starts to create lactic acid. So you're essentially lowering the pace or increasing the speed at which your body starts to do that. So it's sort of extending the range of what is easy for you by working aerobic threshold. And so when you're working that aerobic threshold, when you're working steady effort, that's what you're doing. You're pushing down that point at which your body starts to accumulate lactic acid or starts to to use lactic acid in the system so that you're expanding your aerobic capacity building zone and also starting to work on aerobic strength. So that's aerobic threshold. It's that point at which lactic acid starts to be produced in your system. And by the way, that's actually typically what we would refer to as two-hour race effort. So it's the effort you could hold for two hours continuously, which for most of us is going to be somewhere between marathon effort and half marathon effort. So that's steady. Then you have tempo. That's the middle part of sort of aerobic strength where your body is actually working on being efficient at taking the lactic acid, which converts to lactate, taking that byproduct of respiration and then putting it to work to reuse it to fuel the process. So it's essentially you becoming more efficient at the process of taking that byproduct of respiration and putting it back to work for you. So that's the sweet spot. That's tempo. Tempo typically for most of us is associated with half marathon pacer effort. And then you have lactate threshold, which is a little bit harder than tempo. Lactate threshold is the point at which the lactic acid, lactate accumulating in in your system starts to overwhelm the system. That's when things are accumulating so quickly that your body can't reuse it or can't get rid of it. And so it starts to overwhelm the system and then things start to go haywire from there pretty quickly. And so when you're working lactate threshold, you're actually pushing down or increasing the speed at which you can process lactate threshold on the edge of that boundary so that it doesn't start to overwhelm the system and build up too quickly so that you then switch into an anaerobic mode where you're you're starting to struggle quickly from there. And so those are the three effort zones that we're working. Aerobic threshold, tempo, and then lactate threshold. You can work those potentially at different times in order to accomplish different things, but it all revolves around your ability to efficiently take that lactate that's accumulated in the system and put it to use without it becoming a a detriment 
to the process of your running. So that's what we're doing. So when we're working aerobic strength workouts, that's essentially what we're trying to accomplish is become more efficient at managing the lactate part of the process so that it doesn't become a waste product that overwhelms your system. So again, we'll do aerobic strength workouts in this phase of work. I'll talk in a second about some examples of that. Second thing we're doing in this phase is building volume. Typically, I want to see you getting to your peak volume within the aerobic strength phase of work because once you start to get into the race-specific phase, that's when workouts become more intense. That's when you start to make decisions that are a little bit more aggressive and we want to make sure that we're hitting peak volume in this, quote, more conservative phase where you're focused more on effort so that we don't overdo everything at once in your system and push you into injury. So you want to make sure that somewhere in this aerobic strength phase, you're building to your peak volume so that you can then hold that or even potentially decrease that a little bit once you get into the next race-specific phase of work. Of course, I've talked about it before, but you want to follow those general rules of thumb and not increase by more than three to five miles within a given week. I don't want you to increase your long runs by more than two miles at any point unless maybe you already have a history within the cycle of doing it and had a blip or something in the process via injury. And so build by no more than three to five miles a week and no more than two miles in your long run from week to week so that by the time you get through this aerobic strength phase of work, you're at peak volume and you're comfortable at peak volume so that when we go into the race specific phase, when things start to get a little bit more intense, you're already there so that you're then not pushing on too many variables at once. And sometimes I'll actually have athletes back off the volume a little bit in that race specific phase because things start to get a little bit more challenging then as we want to obviously prevent injury. So that's the second thing we're trying to accomplish is build volume in this phase. The third thing we're trying to accomplish is to make sure that we stay sharp. Make sure that we stay sharp, that we don't lose the higher end speed. It just is a secondary or tertiary thing that we're worried about. And so you want to make sure that you're doing a little bit of sharpening work during this phase. That should always be those weekly strides that you do after at least one run per week. So that's a way to maintain a little bit of sharpening work. The other thing I like to do during this phase, particularly during down weeks when we're dropping the volume, is still work the higher end of the range where you might be doing VO2 max type paces, 5K or 10K pace, but with plenty of rest and with plenty of latitude to flex those paces as needed based on how your body feels. So for example, this week, actually today as I'm recording this, did a workout with my group here in Austin. They were working 5K and 10K paces at 400 and 200 meter intervals with plenty of recovery in between to just make sure that we touched on those systems, those fast switch muscle fibers and the higher end system, but without taxing the, the body too much. So periodically once every three to four weeks within this phase, you'll want to do a workout like that to make sure you stay in touch with that sharper end of the range. But again, give yourself plenty of latitude with it and plenty of rest. And then of course, 
maintain those weekly strides or something similar in order to just get a little bit of that type of stimulus every single week so that when you get to that race specific phase, you're still ready to be sharp. So that's the third thing we're trying to accomplish. It's third on the list, third priority. So when in doubt, you can drop it if you're struggling with injury, but it's still important to make sure that you stay sharp so that when we do hit the race specific phase, you're ready to roll with some of the more intense work. So there you go. Three goals for this phase. One, do aerobic strength workouts. Two, build volume. Three, maintain a little bit as a third priority, some sharpening work so that you're ready for the transition to the next phase. Okay. Lastly, let's talk about how do we accomplish that? And this is where I want to give you just some examples of types of workouts that you might see during this phase of work. And as everything has been threes in this so far, we're going to give you three examples of three types of general workouts that you might see during this phase of work. First of all, you're going to see some pure aerobic strength, continuous workouts. And this would be continuous steady work, continuous tempo work, maybe continuous lactate threshold work where you're doing either big chunks of time at one of those three efforts or perhaps doing it in a what we call a broken fashion where you're doing longer intervals but just chunked up with maybe short rest. So for example, a workout that some of our groups are doing next week is 10-minute reps at lactate threshold with 90 seconds rest. So they're working lactate threshold with relatively short rest and then we build in some of those groups those intervals so they go from 10 minutes to 20 minutes to even up to a 40 minute session at lactate threshold. But these workouts are where you're running some continuous blocks, either longer intervals or continuous three to four mile sections at one of these effort zones. You could also potentially see a progressive run kind of fall in this category where you might start at a certain effort and then progress down as you go through a longer continuous run so that you can actually work multiple of these zones within the context of one workout. But this is sort of the bread and butter of aerobic strength work is pure continuous work at one of those three aerobic strength effort levels that I've already talked about. Aerobic threshold, steady, tempo, or lactate threshold. So that's the first category of workout. The second category of workout that I like during this phase of work is what I'm going to call, for lack of a better label for it, a combo workout where you might be doing some short, fast intervals or reps, hill reps potentially, to work the higher end of the range and generate fatigue and then pairing that with intervals that might be at one of those three effort levels that I just talked about. Because part of the importance or magic of an aerobic strength phase is that we also want to make sure that you can hold these effort levels when you're tired. And so sometimes we have to generate fatigue in a shorter workout through shorter, faster reps so that you then have to deal with and work through that fatigue at one of those three aerobic strength effort levels that I've mentioned. 
So in these combo workouts, you're going to be mixing either shorter, faster intervals or perhaps shorter, faster hill reps with some longer intervals sustained at one of those effort levels. So I'll give you a couple of examples. One of the classic ones you might hear about is the Michigan workout that Coach Ron Warhurst introduced as a part of his coaching at the University of Michigan that he still does with his athletes, his pro athletes that he that he coaches off the track or off the outside of the school environment now. And so a Michigan workout is can be structured in a few different ways, but it's typically a combination of steady or tempo work on the road, perhaps in a one mile interval with a short dog to track and then short, faster intervals on the track. It might be 800s, for example, at 10K pace or faster on the track. And then you go back and forth between road and track with very short rest, perhaps just an easy recovery jog between the two so that you have to generate, you have to manage and deal with the fatigue that's generated on the track while you're doing those longer road intervals. And so that's a good aerobic strength oriented workout where the track is really just about generating that fatigue and putting that monkey on your back while you have to then manage it, deal with that fatigue to try to maintain your effort, whether it be tempo or steady on the road. And so those combinations are a good way to build aerobic strength. Another way that we do this is what I call a hills plus tempo workout where you might do two or three short, fast hill reps combined with perhaps 800 or a mile at tempo effort, where again, the goal is to generate fatigue on the hills so that you have to then work through that fatigue while maintaining your aerobic strength-oriented effort in the longer interval. And typically with these workouts, it's just very short rest. So it might be two hill sprints, with hard up, easy down, hard up, easy down, and then with short rest, perhaps only 60 seconds, maybe even 30 seconds, then roll straight into a tempo 800 where you have to maintain that effort while being tired from the hills and then you go straight from there back into the hill reps. So that type of workout is another workout that I like. Again, it's a combo workout where the speed element is really about generating fatigue so that you can then have to deal with that fatigue and focus on relaxation control and efficiency while you're working the aerobic strength part of the equation. So those are two examples of sort of a combo workout that I think is really good for building aerobic strength. The third element or type of workout that I like during this phase of work is just some pure hill hill work where because you're on a hill, perhaps you can't hit the higher end speeds, but you just have to deal with that pain and suffering and resistance generated by the hill. And so that really is something that helps build not only muscular strength, but also aerobic strength. And so especially if you're doing longer hill intervals at some of these efforts, it's a good combination of things where you're having to deal with the resistance of the hill in order to maintain one of these aerobic strength effort levels while also dealing with all the mental components of that and, of course, dealing with the physical the fatigue that starts to accumulate through the hill reps. So longer hill intervals is another really good thing for aerobic 
strength phase of work. The other nice thing about hills is that they tend to be safer workouts. As Frank Shorter has said, hills are speed work in disguise. And so because you can't hit the really high end of the range on the hills, then it tends to protect the neuromuscular system a little bit from some of those injuries that might crop up when you're doing workouts on flatter surfaces. So those are the three main types of workouts that you'll see. Of course, there's others and you can obviously take any of those three categories and be as creative as you want to be under the sun to develop concepts that will help build aerobic strength. But those are the fundamental ways that that I like to do it, that we like to do it inside of our aerobic strength phases of work. So that's what it looks like. Those are the examples of what the aerobic strength phase looks like. Again, what you're trying to do in this phase of work, as we start to put a bow on this episode, you're trying to build endurance, staying power, your ability to sustain paces for longer and longer periods of time, that ability to be strong at the end of a 10K, at the end of a half marathon, at the end of a marathon, that really comes from this phase of work. And so when you're doing it, you want to make sure you're effort focused. You also want to make sure you're really laser focused on control and relaxation and being efficient at pace. And then, of course, you do the work so that you can get all of that done. Before I finish, I did want to talk about the mental component of this because I do think that is a big part of it, which is it's it's hard to be in that slightly uncomfortable place for longer and longer periods of time. And so this is where in a race, I like to use what I call rhythm mantras or your, or a mantra that's really helping you be be mindful of the effort and stay relaxed and smooth at pace. And so this is a time where you can maybe practice using some of your rhythm mantras or some other tactics that will help you stay relaxed and smooth And so practice that you can practice it in training so that you can then take some of those mantras and use it on race day. If you do that, then the physical work will come together with that mental strength, allowing you to then be ready for the race specific phase of work. And then obviously for race day when it comes. So there you go. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about the aerobic strength phase I will wrap this here as a reminder. You can support my sponsor by going to manscaped.com using the code 20ROGUE for 20% off and free shipping for all of your personal body grooming needs. And of course, if you'd like to learn more about us, you can go to roguerunning.com or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Rogue Running. Until next week, we'll talk to you then.